When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Welcome to Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics. Here's your host, Todd McKim. Hi, everybody. Todd McKim, along with head coach Justin Wilcox. Uh, welcome to another edition of Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics. Busy week on the calendar. Obviously, we've got football coming up Saturday, 4 o'clock. We'll be on the air with the Bud Light tailgate show beginning at 3 o'clock. The Bears against the Oregon Ducks. We've got basketball on Thursday, 7 o'clock tip we got basketball on Sunday as well, so a lot going on this week. Let's start, first of all, with football and head coach Justin Wilcox. Uh, as you looked at uh, the tape and, and watched the, the game against Stanford, uh, I know you were disappointed in the loss, but you did a lot of good things in that ball game. But one of them was running the football. Uh, you know, Damian Moore had a huge game for you. Uh, you were able to run the ball fairly consistent with, see, uh, with uh, consistency. But what was the key to that running attack this past week? I thought they uh, did a nice job, as you mentioned. We'd like to be more consistent. Uh, there was a couple series there where we felt like we got, probably could have got a, another first down or so and maybe flipped the field. But as a whole, I thought the guys uh, did a really nice job running the football. Starts with our offensive staff, Bill, and, and the offensive coaches putting together a really good plan for them. And then the players taking that plan uh, to the field and executing it. 
Um, you know, the O-line, the tight ends, the receivers, I thought blocked well down the field. I know you probably don't, you know, talk about that as much, but that was a, had an impact on it. Um, and then the runners made some good plays and Marcel and first play of the game was a really nice run, well-designed and good blocks. And Marcel made a Explosive run there. Uh, Damian obviously had a really good day. And then Chris, on a limited role, uh, was able to come in and give us some good carries in there as well. So all in all, uh, I think it's much improved from the last couple of weeks. And we expect to continue to get better. Uh, Damian Moore, true freshman, came in and uh, ran really well. Had his first career 100-yard game, 121 yards on just 10 carries. So 12.1 a pop is pretty good, including that 54-yarder. I know he'd like to. Uh, maybe have stretched that all the way to the end zone, but, but that'll come probably with some uh, additional speed work as he continues throughout his career. But well, what was it in, in recruiting and what is it now that has impressed you with Damian Moore? Uh, his transition process from high school to, to college, you never quite know how that's going to go. And he, uh, he had an injury that he overcame in high school. And so he was limited a, a fair amount, but the way he ran in high school and some of the real kind of smooth, nifty runs where maybe it always didn't, wasn't a 70 yard gain or a 50 yard touchdown, but you know, he has the ability to see things really well. He's smooth. He gets positive yards. And there was a couple runs and obviously I know the, the big 50 plus yarder was the, the one that jumps out, but there was a couple runs in the game on the third quarter where uh, it didn't look great in terms of the space, and he found his way to, to five yards or six yards or, or four yards when there wasn't much there. And I think sometimes those are the ones that are even more impressive than the 50-yarder. The you know, they talk about you know, certain athletes being instinctive. Now, some of that is through film work, drills, et cetera. But, but other guys are just you know, gifted for whatever reason or the other, whether it's vision or the ability to cut, uh, what, what does he have? I think you, you make a great point, Todd. He is, he is instinctive. And that's sometimes one of the hardest things. It is one of the hardest things to judge in recruiting because you don't maybe see him every day. But I, th I think once he got here and was started getting reps with our offense and not just seven on seven or drill work, you got to be an 11 on 11 in a team situation where it's, uh, you know, everybody's in and that's where you see those things come up. And I think he is instinctive. I think he understands uh, pace of the runs. He does a really good job of not making false cuts. You know, he makes his one cut and then he gets vertical. Uh, and I, and so that's, that stuff is carried over for him and it doesn't happen for everybody that way. Um, it just doesn't. So he is, he's done a nice job of that and he does have good instincts for running the ball. And do in recruiting, do you try to match the talents of the player with the offense that you're running? I mean, some guys are better zone runners. Other guys are better maybe in the power eye. Other guys are better maybe in option offenses. How do you look at that? Uh, I think that's very true. And then once they get here, you kind of find the runs that they're good at. And if that translates from what they did in high school, the nice thing is, uh, especially, you know, with, with Bill is that we have some direct runs, you know, ISO lead plays, two back power, pin and pull, where you got gap schemes, we call them. And then we do have zone plays. And as you mentioned, certain guys have a good, 
you know, we'll have a good feel for run and zone and maybe not quite the same feel on the gap plays. Um, so then you can kind of tailor it to what they do best. Um, not that you won't run a play with them, but you really lean on their strengths that way. And I think uh, you make some great points and it's true. Certain guys run certain plays better and we're always going to try and lean on what they do best. And obviously you do have to occasionally break some tendencies because if a guy comes in and all he does is catch a pass or another guy comes in and all he does is block, then that's kind of a tip off as well. So he's re been really impressive. He was impressive in, in camp when we saw him and certainly has been impressive so far this year. The ability to make you know, something out of nothing is, is a big deal. There's a big difference between a two-yard loss and a two-yard gain. It's just four yards, but it's, but it's huge for the, the play caller as well. Offensive line, what did you see from the guys this week? Obviously, you're running the football pretty good. Young guys getting, for a lot of those guys, just their, their second career opportunities. Uh, just continue to improve. And that's, uh, you know, acknowledging that and, and building on that is, is a really important. Uh, certainly, we all want to find ways to win. That's the ultimate goal. But there were some gains made in that offensive line group. I think they've limited the, the mental errors. It really got cut down from the week before. Uh, we still have to continue to get better technically. I still think, you know, the guys are going to continue to get bigger and stronger uh, with working out and lifting weights and uh, growing into their bodies. But they, uh, they did a nice job, you know, I think improving from one week to the next. Talk about uh, the, the, the kicks, uh, one field goal block, one PAT. Was it the more protection, more low kicks? What, what did you see? Well, ultimately, uh, I, you know, it's a, that unit, it's going to be a combination of all the above. Uh, but we, myself, and we got to do a better job uh, putting those guys in a position to succeed. So we have to coach, coach better and uh, give those guys the tools to to play those techniques and make sure that we got the people in the right spots and they got the right coaching points because the one-two is there. We just, uh, to not execute the field goal and, and then certainly the PAT uh, is just not something we can accept. And so we'll continue, we will continue to work at that, practice it, drill it, uh, make sure we got the right, right folks in there and uh, make sure they have the right tools to be successful. So uh, it's, it's unfortunate that it happened twice. We felt like we addressed it and we're going to be able to, to get that done, you know, to close out the game. And we weren't able to do that. You know, uh, earlier in the week, when you talked with the media, somebody asked you a question about launch angles for kicks. Now in golf, you know, like Jack Nicholas would say, all of your, you know, tee shots and your shots from the fairway, pretty much the same swing. But of course, then when you get around the green, you have to chip and do some other things. It's a different swing. Do kickers have that same component where the, the longer the kick that they change the launch angle to get more power to drive the ball more and shorter kicks maybe you don't need that uh, how do you how do you address that uh yes yeah that's the uh, ideally yes ideally you're able to get the ball up when it needs to get up uh and then you know if you're kicking a 53 yarder you're probably going to have to drive it we're going to have to be really stout at the line of scrimmage knowing that the angle is going to be a little shallow um that is ideal. Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't know that everybody can do that. You know that takes practice. It takes uh, skill, and uh, we got to continue to to help our players and put them in, in a position to to be successful. And you know, there's uh, you know, I think throughout the country in college and and uh, pro football, there's a lot of discussion on seven versus eight 
yard, seven and a half, where do you put the ball on a kick? And uh, we look at that every off season. We look at it during the season. You try to rely on your strengths. And uh, those are conversations we're always having based on, you know, the guys that we have at the, at the given position. So we got to do a better job ultimately. And it falls on me and, and us as coaches to make sure we're helping our players. You know, you uh, only had four scholarship defensive linemen available for this last game. And as it turned out, Seande Johnson, Brett Johnson, J.H. Tevis were in there for, I think it was every snap. Uh, Tevis got the first two sacks of his career. Brett Johnson, just but he's a load. I don't care if you play him at the nose or you play him at defensive tackle. If you played him at linebacker or at safety, he's probably going to make some plays for you. He had a sack yet. I mean, 10 tackles for a defensive lineman who's primarily in this game playing the nose is remarkable. Talk about the play up there. Yeah, uh, I think J.H., as you mentioned, J.H. Uh, really gets a, a lot out of himself because he plays so dang hard. He plays with technique, uh, gives unbelievable effort. He's gotten a lot bigger and stronger in the last uh, year or so. So really pleased with, you know, how he's worked himself into being a, a good player for us. I think he can still get better. Uh, and as you mentioned, I think Brett Johnson is uh, taking another step in his development from a year ago where he was basically our starting nose as a, as a true freshman. Brett's a very talented person. Um, he's got really great strength. He's big. Uh, he's got really good balance. I think a lot of that comes from his wrestling background, but you mentioned to make that many plays uh, from that position, you know, is impressive. And he is a hard guy for people to block one-on-one. -on -one. He really is where there's run or pass. And I, I think Brett, if he continues to work like he has worked and continues to develop, could be a really, really fine player. And uh, I think one of the most impressive plays he made all day was on a screen pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe doesn't show up other than just a tackle, but he turned to chase the guy down, one-handed him. And if he doesn't make that tackle, it's going to be explosive gain. And so you see things like that that flash and you, you realize the potential for a guy like Brett. I'm kind of the good news and the bad news with Brett is he's getting to the point now where teams have to double team him. It's tough to single block him. So that's good for your team. Maybe not great for Brett getting double teams all the time, but that that's part of what the defensive linemen do is try to, gobble up as many blocks as possible. And he's just doing an absolutely terrific job. All right, let's uh, switch and talk about Oregon coming in. They're three and one. They started three and oh, and they got upset by Oregon State in Corvallis over the weekend in the Fog Bowl. Uh, you and I have seen a few of those up in the Willamette Valley over the years. It was tough to watch. And I, talking to broadcasters on both sides of that game, uh, they could barely see what was, what was going on down on the field. But uh, we were able to watch it on TV and both teams played hard, as you would expect in that game. But offensively, Oregon, with a new offensive line and a new quarterback, is still averaging almost 40 points a game. What have you seen from them offensively? Um, yeah, I think the, the talent is, is evident, you know, whether it's the O-linemen, the skill positions, the backs, the quarterback, they got, you know, the tight ends. They got a really talented roster, um, and they got some – you know, newer players playing for them, but they're physically very, very gifted. And so we know it'll be a great challenge for us. Um, I think the quarterback's doing a good job. He's a big guy. He can uh, make the throws and he runs really well. So uh, he adds an element, uh, you know, the 11th guy you got to defend in the run game. And so 
uh, they're doing a good job. They got good schemes, as we know. But uh, I think the, uh, you know, they're uh, they're scoring a lot of points, and I think the points to certainly they have good schemes, but they got some really talented players. I guess the surprise with Oregon so far is the points they've given up. Last year, I think they were second in the conference to Utah. They only gave up about 16 and a half points a game. This year, they're giving up just a, a shade under 30 points a game. I know the folks up there are a little surprised as, as to how their defense has played. What, what do you see that's different or people are able to do against them so far this year? Yeah, you know, I, I guess, you know, the statistics are what they are. Uh, but I think when we look at it, you kind of see the what they're capable of. And I think they're, a, again, a very talented group of guys. I mean, they're front and they're edge players. Uh, the linebackers are very talented. Uh, they got cover guys. You know, things happen from time to time. I know they probably gave up a couple big ones against Oregon State, um, like we did. Um, they probably like to have back. It's either a missed tackle or a missed run fit. And all of a sudden, it, you know, turns into a three yard gain as opposed to a, a long one. So uh, we know what they're capable of. Um, and I think they got some, some younger players, new, newer players playing as well, but uh, certainly got a lot of respect from us on what they're capable of being. Final question here, Marcel Dancy will be joining us on the podcast after we talk with you. Uh, talk about not only what he's done on the field, but what he has done off the field has been really remarkable as well. Yeah, he's a, he's a special guy, you know, born and raised here and uh, walked onto our program, earned a scholarship rather quickly. And he, uh, you know, just uh, what he does on the field is, is great for us. Um, but what he does off the field is just so impressive with, you know, what he's done at the, the youth level and for the Oakland Dynamites, he's truly uh, got a great heart uh, we're fortunate to have him, and I think he just he provides leadership for our team, uh, for our younger players, and sets a great example of how you can impact people outside the, the program in such a positive way. So really, uh, I just love that guy and appreciate what he does, not only for our team, but how he represents Cal outside the building because he's doing a lot of good. Well, Justin, appreciate your time in a busy week. Uh, good luck in the game on Saturday against Oregon, and we'll talk to you prior to the ball game. Get maybe a little more detail about the matchup this week. Good, thanks, Todd. This has been Bear in Mind, the official podcast of Cal Athletics, with your host Todd McKim. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.